0: <laughs>
1: Miranda, Miranda, Miranda. Hello and welcome to Two in the Think Tank, the show where we come up with five sketch ideas. I'm Andy.
0: And I'm Alistair George William
1: Trombley-Mirchel. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And Alistair has been working... 48 of the out of the last uh, 56 hours, and I have had three beers. Yeah, so, so this is going to be an experimental episode
0: of the mm, podcast. Very, well, as you could tell from the original, from the music we had coming into it, mm. there was no beat. It was all, <laughs> it was two
1: contrasting it was all, melodies. It was all vibe. I don't think, I don't, okay, Alistair, Alistair. Yeah. I don't think it was a question of contrasting me- melodies, because I don't think either of us... Was doing a melody, were we? No,
0: I think maybe I was doing a bassline.
1: Maybe. Okay. Well, I, I I like to think that it was vibe on vibe, yeah. Just deep double vibe action. Yeah, great. Uh, you know, laying down two thick layers of 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 compatible vibes. It was
0: like background on background. Mm, yes. <laughs> you know, I guess sometimes, sometimes you know, like one person's background is another person's mm. foreground.
1: Uh, is there any music that is all just in bass? Not drum and bass, but just the in bass bit. So it's you know? bass. It's bass. Mm. N-. <laughs> mm. It's it's an all bass band. It's just you know. I mean, what would yeah. that sound like? Just four bass guitars. Well, you could have upper bass and lower
0: bass. So I think you could still have some color in there i'm sorry that's that
1: goes against my vision well, so, wait, <laughs> <What> a... <laughs> <wait>.
0: <laughs> so you actually just have like i guess one-dimensional music mm. would be music that doesn't go outside of a frequency right
1: uh yeah okay sure let's say that let's say that. i mean you know i was i was saying you could you, I, in my mind you could play different bass because there are different bass notes right yeah, I'm not crazy here, but
0: right. some notes are right. going to be higher than the others,
1: right? And so, right. no matter oh, to you, that's the upper bass and lower bass, is it? Yeah, of course. <laughs> I, well, I assumed, I assumed, Alistair, that there were two different musical instruments that I didn't know about. There were two bass. The upper no, bass and one called. the I lower thought there bass. were
0: two bass players, and they were sitting on bunk beds, and one was the upper bass player, and one is the lower <laughs> bass player. <laughs> two bass oh, look, players sitting on a bunk bed. Now that's a show.
1: Not. Not enough, not enough musicians are playing with altitude. Mm. You know, I think that could be the the missing element because we all know. Oh, Alistair, all right, I've invented a new type of music. Yeah, right, because we know that sound propagates differently at different uh, atmospheric pressures. Mm-hmm. Right, so presumably, you could just get some sort of machine. That plays only one note or one set frequency, yeah, right?
0: But you change and the pressure you, in the room.
1: You just yeah. Well, you know, I was going to say you run up and down mountains, <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's how you change the note.
0: And so the audience okay. runs with you. It's like a mountaineering. Well, slash you could be concert. making a. Re-
1: you could be making a recording. Look. I right. actually don't know whether or not this is valid. I don't know whether or not notes and pitches change. Maybe the frequency is still just the frequency in the air. Well, I it mean, there's like also there's sound. also
0: the way that you could, I guess, suppose you could play a guitar, an acoustic guitar, mm. and run, run up boards, and down mountains. run towards and away from the audience <gasps> Oh,
1: and use, that's really good, and use the, the doppler, doppler effect, effect
0: <laughs> to to you know. Oh, the room was one of the was one of the instruments he was playing. What play- we do? He was playing his do. distance from us.
1: We get Pavarotti. Right? Mm. Oh, I know dead Pavarotti, dead, but that okay. will that will make the clearances. He's Pavarotti. Pavarotting. I would imagine.
0: Pavarotting.
1: <laughs> and that he. Got, that's along with all the composers who who are decomposing. That, that old joke, but we get him right. He's still alive in this scenario. We put mm-hmm. him on one of those things that they spin astronauts around, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. on the end of a stick. Oh, we put him in there
0: at the we end of a stick. Spin him
1: around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, it's a it's a, it's a very technical type of stick. Yeah, it's just wasn't A stick is, is a re- stick.
0: But is this the regular one, or is this like a squirrel astronaut? Like it's not. This is, is not a like s- a squirrel version of Pavarotti,
1: right? Don't be ridiculous, Alistair. Okay we spin him around and we modulate he we just get him to sing just one note but we modulate the note that he is singing yeah. via the you know whether or not he's spinning towards us or away from us at great speeds mm. and we uh, and and then you can play you can play him like an instrument you can take the the musical genius of pavarotti yeah and you can Put reduce, it into him, a reduce
0: him to a, to a note
1: exactly or just so a, is he... just a signal generator oh,
0: oh. He's, he's doing too many notes oh. um,
1: anyway, is that a sketch
0: idea? Well I'm not 100 percent sure how you're it, modulating it I'll him. tell
1: you I'll tell you how it's a sketch idea, Alastair. Okay, it's a behind-the-music style documentary mm. about some experimental musician, yeah. right? Pavarotti. Who's, who's no, okay. <laughs> 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 but somebody who's so successful from their work making whatever kind of music that's very popular mm. that they are able to hire Pavarotti just sure. to use as a element. You know, and they're talking about how they got particular sounds. Yeah. And they're describing what they had to do to Pavarotti. They, they made an entire album only using Pavarotti. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's like how people these days like their movies to be done with practical special effects yeah, instead yeah. of CGI. And what he said is I'm, gonna, I'm not going to electronically manipulate the noise that's coming out of Pavarotti in any way. It's going to be all done practically. And that involves putting a- a Pavarotti in different atmospheres. Yeah. It involves spinning Pavarotti at great speeds.
0: Or, yeah, or just driving Pavarotti around on the back of one of those air- airport, <laughs> airport, uh, you know, like a- airport buggies. Step
1: ladders, sure. Yeah. An airport yeah.
0: stepladder. <laughs> driving them around on an airport st- stepladder.
1: <laughs> Whatever it takes, okay? And think, they take yeah. you through how they made every sound on the album.
0: Yeah. Okay, so he. this person is like... They're they're not like a they're like an arranger, but they just arrange the air and the position of Pavarotti.
1: Sure, <laughs> it's in the traditional meaning of the word arrangement. The, <laughs> it, in its true, in its purest it's, form, it's an arranger of music. In, in a way, he's more sure, an arranger like like, like, a fl-
0: like a flower arranger is. He's actually he's an arranger, but he is a flower arranger. But he does it with sound now.
1: Each sound and he does it with Pavarotti. Each note sorry. is a
0: bloom. Each note is Pavarotti. Pressure exactly. and...
1: In dis- different different atmospheric and geographical conditions. Sure. But the final note, we had to put him... We had to drop him into a black hole.
0: I mean, what he could do, though, is he could also change the gases in the room. Mm. Not only increase, yes. increase the pressure, but then, mm. you know, he could... Let in more helium, for example. He,
1: he, exactly, he's got exactly the same sort of sets of niles and uh, d- niles and dobs, dials and knobs that a you know you, an is, electronic music mu- music producer would yeah. have on their mixing desk. But he's actually just mixing different atmospheric concentrations yeah. of different gases
0: and positions, turning up the
1: nitrogen.
0: Maybe, maybe he's look. That's all he does here. He only works in gases, but he's also got Pavarotti. Sitting on a big cylinder of gas. And that's how he moves him around by turning the pressure on, the, turning the tap on, on the, you know, maybe remotely on, the, mm. on Pavarotti's cylinder so mm. that the cylinder shoots him across the room.
1: And you know what the track is called?
0: What's the track called? It's
1: called, called? Classical Gas.
0: Classical, so he's, is he playing classical gas on Pavarotti?
1: <laughs> yes, by using different gases.
0: <laughs> I assume he's just changing the sound of Pavarotti's rendition of classical gas, right? Using gas.
1: No, I think I think Pavarotti is still just playing the one Pavarotti okay, playing right. a note. I think that's what Pavarotti called it. He thought of it as playing a note. I'm going yeah. to play some notes now he would say he didn't think of it as singing he took the concept of his voice being his instrument to a very extreme place does he would, he, would he keep he his would th- put throat a, in a case Alistair <laughs> if you let me finish my sentence yeah. <laughs> he would keep his throat in a case
0: <laughs> so he'd just kind of he cut a little neck hole out uh, in yep. into like a a French horn case, and then he would just put his <laughs> put his head in yeah. there, <laughs> at night time, and just going kind to of sleep in there. And close it up. I've got to, but you've his... got to take care of your instrument.
1: <laughs> let his voice, and he would clean it out with one of those little um little brushes on the end of a end of a stick, plunging it up and dra- down,
0: deep you know. throating those those brushes.
1: Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> mm. I'm so sorry, so sorry. Um,
1: i mean in a way deep throat from pavarotti yeah could be a very pavarotic experience
0: mm. pavarotic mm. Um, i knew you went into that I knowing what you were saying
1: i did um how many the, uh, moves ahead you're like the
0: bobby fisher of puns right
1: Ah, was he was he half a move ahead or at all times?
0: Yeah, no, I meant very racist puns.
1: <laughs> ah, sure. very
0: very anti-Semitic puns. Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Is it? Was he? Was he very that? Was he?
0: I think so. I think. Uh, I think you know he was a very good chess player, but then I think he went a bit, um, a bit conspiracy theory nuts. Mm. But you know, at some point. You just, you start saying to people, this is how the world is. And you've stopped, you've stopped keeping your mind open. And then you just gotta, then you form groups online. And, you know, and then well, you all just I wonder reinforce if there's each a, other's.
1: A very natural link between uh, being a chess prodigy and be a, being a conspiracy theorist. Because in chess, as well as thinking several moves ahead, you have to also assume that your opponent is thinking several moves ahead. And you look at, very simple and seemingly unconnected things, like moving a pawn forward one square. Yeah, you know, moving a moving a a, a rook across a little bit, and from that you have to extrapolate a grand scheme. Yeah, yeah, uh, a you vast gotta... conspiracy.
0: So that's what it is, I guess. You've, you've and it'd be it. hard to turn it off. I guess every time you enter a game of chess, you, you enter a vast mm. conspiracy to defeat your opponent.
1: Mm, <laughs> yes.
0: You're, and all the pieces every, are working together.
1: Every time you see somebody riding forwards on a horse, you're just waiting for the penny to drop and for them to start riding sideways on a horse. And for Yeah,
0: side, yeah. Oh, the horse doesn't go sideways as it goes... Up and then to the side. Oh, yeah. I guess that is side. I keep thinking I diagonally. Guess I guess going guess to the side is saying. sideways. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Why?
0: Do you when you picture the the knight moving, mm. and you picture it on a real horse, mm. a person on the real yeah, horse? I do. Do you picture them walking forward and then sort of just hovering to the side while still pointing forward?
1: I well, I mean, in a way, but I picture the horse stepping, stepping S- sideways while still pointing forwards. Yes,
0: you don't think yeah. that the horse would just turn?
1: <laughs> no, I don't.
0: <laughs> the horse would always just ah oh, pick pick a way, oh. direction to move.
1: I feel like we recently did talk about wanting to see the um the Melbourne Cup, where the horses run backwards, or possibly the jockeys sit backwards. And I can't remember. Yeah, I but, mean. Even more than that, I want to see the Melbourne Cup, where the horses have to walk sideways. Yeah, I think one. Of, if you if you bring in that
0: dressage sideways walking or that diagonal walking that they do, yeah. But that's a it's a oh, race. Bring that. In, bring a speed version of dressage. Mm. No, I mm. think no, I think you got yourself. I
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you think people would be. Do
1: people whip them during dressage?
0: Or are they are those horses too good to whip?
1: You know, over time, people would start to um, breed horses that were more aerodynamic for moving sideways. Yeah. They would be sort of pointier on one side.
0: That's true, yeah. I guess oh, eventually, yeah. yeah, that's what would happen. Um, maybe their um, le- legs, legs on one side. legs po- that point that way. Their
1: <laughs> legs that point that that way. And then... We could, what Alastair? What we could do is we could just enter a regular horse, but tell everyone that it's a horse that we've bred, so that its head is on the side, and its legs are turned around, and then we could just run for run our horse forwards. Yeah, that's they true. <laughs> or you wouldn't.
0: Yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, but how would you prove that it was a side? You know, like because I mean, it feels like. That one would look exactly like... I mean, look, I think you're right.
1: Mm. Well, we tell people. This takes place in Ricky Gervais' The Invention of Lying universe. Where nobody uh, knows about... <laughs> where, where nobody knows about lying. And it just extended so happens universe. that that's a crossover universe with the Sideways Horses universe.
0: Yeah, so the dressage, the speed dressage. Um.
1: Exactly. I think... Um. Uh, sideways horse. Sideways horse. Sideways horse. But I think uh, it gets l- let's, let's maybe get lump- side saddle. Ideally, would be you know side saddle, which for women is more um, graceful in some way. Should technically be the women sitting sideways on the horse, and then the horse also walking. Now, sideways.
0: do you think do you think women horses should be forced to wear high heel horseshoes? <laughs> <laughs> But uh, uh, but but as we discussed <laughs> the other day, um, a horse's foot
1: mm, is, is actually just like finger.
0: is like their finger. So their heel is actually way further up their leg.
1: Mm, yeah. It's so then it would just have to, have to be a at.
0: stiletto, a stiletto that probably wouldn't actually inf- affect how they walk, except for just look interesting.
1: I mean, I think high-heeled horse shoes. Is very good.
0: Yeah, high heel oh, horseshoes for the lady yeah. horse. I
1: think even something about the history of horse racing could be a documentary about yeah. the history of horse racing and talking about um, you know, the sexism that used to exist in horse racing where the lady horses were expected to run in high heel horseshoes um, and maybe some of the other barriers that they came up against. But uh, yeah, yeah, until I
0: guess until people were like, wait, they're, they're actually the fastest horses. Are they? I think I don't know. Seems like a lot of a lot of horses. A lot of, a lot of some mm. of the best was Farlap a Lady.
1: Uh, I think he was all man. What I like. about
0: uh, Macaebi diva, diva?
1: Hey, that sounds that sound the Diva bit makes me think it's a lady horse. I think <laughs> what maybe Winks was also a lady horse. I don't know. Uh, I hate to misgender a horse.
0: Yeah. Um let's see. I know we don't look things up.
1: Hmm. But I think uh that is um that is certainly a thing. Alistair. Yeah. A a historical documentary about what lady horses have had to overcome.
0: Wait, is there two categories? Is it like male horses and female? No, they're horses?
1: all in there together, which I think is very good. It's very progressive. It's quite progressive. That um yeah, you know, that they're all competing. Oh, well, you know what? It doesn't even a... doesn't even list the gender of the horse. Well, that's even more progressive. Look at yeah. that. I don't I don't see horse gender. <laughs> and, I do. Until, But sometimes it's quite hard to overlook They don't make <laughs> it easy That's true um, Well, I don't know what to do beyond that We spent so much time asking how a horse would wear pants Yeah We never stopped to ask if they should When When they <laughs> what should What occasion
0: they would wear them to
1: <laughs> I think and but also, if we learn anything from the previous podcast, where we discussed the fact that they should wear um, that their legs are fingers, uh, they're not wearing pants at all. They're wearing gloves. Le- fingerless, so,
0: fingerless gloves like those ones that a regular again, like a person with no person with hands would wear.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you almost said a person with no home. Is that right?
0: No, I was going to say a person with no
1: fingers, but uh, well, I suppose. A person with no fingers would also wear figureless Mm. gloves.
0: Yeah. but Maybe maybe they'd wear mittens.
1: uh, uh, Yeah. You don't see a lot of
0: mittens in Australia.
1: I guess the... Do you see mittens in Australia? Well, uh, I certainly don't because I bought two pairs of mittens for my children. And um, they've all disappeared except for one individual mitten, which is all that I can find at the moment. And uh, it's very distressing to me. I yeah. bought them a long time ago, thinking these will be perfect when winter rolls around. Anyway, winter's rolled around. I can't find any of the mittens. So I've got to wait another whole year and hopefully rediscover the mittens in the interim.
0: Why? It's still winter.
1: I just, I've just i just got a really big feeling that I'm not going to find them before this winter is out. But why... And this could what, be what, our last winter.
0: But <laughs> But why do you think that... A year passing will increase your chances of you finding those mittens.
1: Cause I gotta I gotta believe in something else I gotta... <laughs> Yeah, I guess I gotta of... have hope. I guess you're Fing- right. fingerless mittens? Is that a thing? Oh I don't know that actually is palmless a Palmless mittens. <laughs> palmless mittens, okay. Mm. So that's just a little sort of a What's little a... beanie your fist
0: Well yeah I think it's They're kind of finger warmers It's just there's a big hole In your palm Because Whose palm has ever Gotten cold Um, guess Somebody holding yeah, A cold drink
1: mm, It's nice And it's sort of like a, Sort of revealing What about a little Two piece You know yeah. That uh, has Two piece gloves bits for the f- Yeah A little two piece Maybe a bit That sort of goes around The middle of the finger mm. Right That middle joint There and then an, another bit that sort of um covers just the palm. Yeah. But then it has, you know, quite like a quite a sexy and revealing sort of midriff section there on each finger. Yeah. at the, at the on, on the bottom um the bottom knuckle area. What do you call the bit in between knuckles? I feel like we might have talked about this before. Finger? Does that have a That's just finger. Is that pure yeah, that's, finger?
0: That's pure <laughs> finger right there.
1: <laughs> Is that the meat of the finger?
0: Ooh, I don't know. I think the meat the meat is the muscle of the finger which would be i suppose sort of up against the we definitely the
1: talked about all of this recently didn't really? we? But like it, it's it is like your your finger has a thigh and then a calf and then a and, and then, then a foot, a, a foot or yeah. something <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah but it's all be- it all bends the wrong way it's like a dog's leg or a horse's leg i can't remember which this way. is
1: this is exactly the conversation we've already had is it anyway Alistair, can i pitch to you yeah the sexy and revealing two piece glove as a sketch idea and it's something to wear cuz i think for the glove people yeah they've got winter absolutely sewn up right yeah but it's in their interest to try and give us some options for a summer that glove. A glove that's good for 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 summer
0: so it's made out of what what kind of material um like lycra bikini kind of a, so it's yeah, like a, it's a sport, it's a sports summer glove
1: <laughs> well you could have a sports figure, sports glove sure but you uh, what what is it that you make swimsuits out of i assume that was lycra Is that not lycra i don't
0: know i don't know i
1: just, just i just swim. associate
0: lycra with you know with uh, men riding bicycles mm. or women riding sure, bicycles but are they
1: are they riding those bicycles into the ocean for a swim
0: a summer Glove, mm. a sexy summer of glove, two summer of glove, or even three piece.
1: Oh, <laughs> yeah! Like if you I think, think about the three the three piece bathing suit. Mm. Why did we stop at two? Well, why not just a series of concentric rings? Well, if you think about going it, up the, the body, the area between each,
0: um, between each joint is kind of like a belly mm. a belly area mm. so you could mm. you could have um have a little a little sort of ring of lycra or you know swimsuit material covering the top of each middle bit the bust area
1: mm. and maybe, so the knee eh? is the knee a bust oh well that
0: would be right on the joint uh, the bust i think is the breasts isn't it
1: oh i see what you mean yes of course i'm sorry
0: it's okay um I then, forgot
1: my basic leg leg anatomy.
0: Yeah, basic leg leg comparative,
1: anatomy. Comparative comparative leg anatomy that. What saying, is the boob of the leg?
0: But I was also saying belly. <laughs> oh, right. Unless you're saying you heard me say something else. Um but
1: I heard you say bust.
0: Yeah, but I said belly before bust.
1: Okay. I'm sorry.
0: Oh, I hate it when we fight like this. <laughs>
1: I think the listeners do too. Yeah. They want to know that we're doing, we're okay, that everything's uh, going to be all right.
0: I think Andy, much in that,
1: mum and dad are going to keep podcasting together. Yeah. Well.
0: Um. And do you think that people will find this sexy? Do you think we'll find ways of making our hands sexier?
1: I think you, it's an investment. I think it's a long-term investment in titillation. You know we. <laughs> Have, we need a new we need a new Puritanism. We need a new Victorian era, mm. right? So that we can... This will be so good for growth and good for the economy. You think about the money that is spent on lingerie and that sort of thing every year, but there are only so many bits of the body that we feel ashamed of and that we need to cover up, and therefore that we can derive sexiness from revealing um, in interesting ways, revealing and concealing in interesting ways. But if we all make an agreement now that we're going to start covering up every sort of joint or every, um, you know, if the finger has a boob, wherever that is, we're going to start covering those up as well. Then 100, 200 years down the track, there's going to be a new sexual revolution. People will be burning their finger bras. And, and then there'll be a new wave of um, exciting lingerie for all these different um, parts that are now so... Erotic,
0: overexposed because oh, but of no, the work that, no, that sorry. we did, yeah, and hiding them,
1: sexualized,
0: yeah. Well, you know, exactly. I mean, then I guess we're heading towards like a a burqa for the men for the, for that men and for the women and everything like that. Is that kind of what you are proposing?
1: Um, I I am not thinking of it as a burqa. I am thinking of it as as just certain zones that we yeah. don't feel need to be concealed.
0: Okay, but yeah. I mean, but would it? You know, if some of us, the more conservative of us, do you think fi- covering my fingers in an entire burqa or a niqab would be appropriate? Sure.
1: Yes. Yes. But that would be a glove, right? Covering mm. your fingers in a... that would That's what that would be. Maybe with a little slit for each finger to look through.
0: Um, at risk of this being unbelievably offensive to some people, I think covering... <laughs> Some of the really erotic parts of the body in a niqab or or, or, a, um, or the other one, you know, would really, yeah the burqa mm. you know, would, what I think, really hide it from people's view. Mm. Um, I see that you don't want to follow me on this and that's okay.
1: No, well, I've, I've, I've lost a little bit what we're talking about. And I Bas-
0: am. Oh, I was just hinting. I'm going
1: to say uh, a little bit Monday drunk.
0: Yeah, you're a bit Monday drunk. That's okay. That's okay. I wasn't clear. I was basically saying it would be funny to see a penis dressed in a burqa.
1: Oh, okay. Well, then I did not. I was not with. I was not. It's not that I wasn't following you, Alistair. It's that you got lost in the fog and I couldn't see where well, you'd
0: gone. I wasn't 100% saying it clearly. But.
1: Because I was trying Alistair. To, yeah. Alistair, if, if we could just follow this a little bit more and be really. Just, you know, we've said it now. I do think that little, little religious garments for your penis of whatever (laughs) denomination are very interesting. You know, I'm not a Catholic, but my penis is. And you reveal it and it's there in a little robe, you know, a little, little priestly robe. I mean, the little Pope's hat would fit it so beautifully.
0: You know, I've never thought of um, of making a joke Pornhub account for comedy, but it feels like that's where that kind of thing would live, isn't it? Just having little Pope outfits for your for for your penis, erect penis, that you would <laughs> just put online, and I guess you don't have to have your face in it, but you could just put it up. And I guess if anyone ever sees that, or if that's already there, just assume it's mine.
1: Yeah, great. I think, you know, we've seen the puppetry of the penis. Well this will be the papalry of the penis. Yes. And you he he can give little sermons. Yeah. Um where from, you can make a little cardboard Vatican and you could poke your penis out of that window that he stands at and he can he can give to a little sermon and then at the end instead of saying oh man, he can ejaculate. <laughs> And, oh my god. Uh, all across, what I said, Peter Square or the, whatever it is. The, is it the Basilica? I, I what, can't uh, remember.
0: And I assume. But... No, this is way too far, but I assume if you were. <laughs> if we were doing this, uh, all the people listening were also erect penises that have been dressed up. And that when you. <laughs> you just ejaculating over other penises. And
1: <laughs> um. No. I mean they don't have to be exclusively penises. Um but
0: well, you uh, can't, I guess you can't dress up a vulva
1: <laughs>
0: to make it look well, like a person.
1: Not in the Catholic Church, certainly. I think the t- the I Catholic Church doesn't allow vulva. This would be, to be sort priests. of
0: theatre in the <laughs> traditional sense like like Shakespeare used to do. And Uh, all the roles would be played by men.
1: (laughs) All the roles are played by penises. It's a full penis nativity.
0: (laughs) Which is, you know, Uh, another thing that could be done. Maybe you could do that thing, you know, it's like that thing where people are making art in lockdown, but there's only one of you because you live alone or whatever, and so... Mm. You're using green screens and things like that to put yourself <laughs> in multiple parts of the screen and interacting with them. Mm.
1: Yeah. Mm. Um, never has the there been more glory in a glory hole. Never yeah. has there been more holiness. In Have a, I talked about this on the podcast? A holy Speaking hole? of glory holes, mm. that um, I think it's a shame that we stopped, uh, you if, you know, we, we, we came up with that for delivering sexual gratification, but we didn't apply it to any other business models I and mean, we could have...
0: Any business what Business models. Business models. You know,
1: any other types of service delivery where, you know, because if I could if go into a toilet cubicle and there were just two holes there and I could get a haircut through them, Somebody would just put their hands through, yeah, and I, give me a haircut, and I would never have to see them or talk to them. Yeah, I think um, I think the, that's how I would like one of those done.
0: Yeah, well, I think it's just it's a very, firstly, charitable and kind of a guerrilla act, isn't it? Mm. So, because I think if you were giving haircuts through holes in a public toilet wall, yes. Firstly you'd have to be able to cut through a big enough hole to do it.
1: <laughs> That's true you wouldn't you, also, you wouldn't be able to see. Well no. I was thinking the person would poke their two hands through. Yeah, too. and so right?
0: firstly if you're just on the toilet and then you see mm. a pair of scissors come through. Mm. Yeah, and then maybe another hand with a comb. I mean that would yeah. that would confuse you more than anything but but um I assume you can have conversations between each other, and maybe there could be two glory holes No, but for I the that's eyes. the
1: thing. I mean, I don't want the conversation. I assume that's the same with the sexual act. Yeah,
0: no, but as I as mean, like somebody going, like, "How sexuality. would you like it?"
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't want that. That's okay. the whole point. I don't want to... Oh, I guess, I guess, I guess it's true. I do have to tell them how I want my haircut. Yeah, but I but, don't want to feel bad about not partaking in any other part of well, the, the I th- talking.
0: I think maybe. You know, uh you would if you're doing it that way, I think you just have to accept you're getting you're getting the haircut the other person wants to give you because mm. that that's how they derive pleasure from it
1: yeah, you're right <laughs> you're, you're exactly right, and that's fair mm. that's fair that there's something in it for everybody,
0: you know, and I think much in the way with other glory holes, you're assuming this person is not about to you you have you have to trust a stranger that they're not going to really hurt you. Mm. Um sure. Then But
1: that's the social contract, isn't it?
0: Mm yeah. And I guess I mean, they're they're the... not that far away. They're only just a cub- cubicle wall away. So I suppose it, worse comes to worse, you know, you can you know, I guess it, go find them and you know, tell them off. <laughs> um but yeah. But I guess the idea is that you don't have any inter yeah, it's a, you know and you get you go there and it's not it doesn't have to just be glory holes like you know I mean it doesn't have to just be haircuts, it could be other things, um other services, i suppose aged care
1: <laughs> <laughs> does it still take place in a toilet cubicle,
0: yeah, I suppose that you know let's say your your family can't afford to put you in a home.
1: Yeah, okay. maybe
0: you could just wander throughout the park, and then when you really need care, you know,
1: you go into the cubicle. You go into the and cubicle. Session of anonymous hands reach in and sort and of suppose, dress you. And... I mean,
0: they would probably a lot of the place where you need help is in the toilet anyway.
1: Mm. It's true. So but, you would need some good strong arms, maybe coming in from both sides to help you up and down.
0: That's right you know but they but, you know they would decide how you know how much help you they want to give you
1: well again i mean what what are they getting out of this
0: um, uh, i mean helping helping feels good helping others in need feels really good
1: it's true i understand a lot of the time that is the main satisfaction that's the main reason that people do both aged care and traditional glory hole work that's right so yeah. and i salute I salute all of you.
0: You know, I mean dog dog washing, you know? Yeah. You could walk, you know, walk your dog into the cubicle. Maybe somebody could, you know, lather up and wash your dog. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Um that's a true gift because humanity. Well, because most people derive their pleasure from getting to look at a dog
1: you don't even get to see they don't even the get to see dog it. i got to tell you i washed my dog yesterday yeah and uh while it was a pretty uh, unpleasant experience seeing exactly how much dirt was in the water afterwards yeah. was very satisfying yeah i think that there would be an entire service just in or you know entire sort of pornography style website just based entirely around pictures of dogs, yeah, dirty dogs, it's called dirtydogs.com and then the picture of the bath water after the dogs had the bath yeah, and then a picture of the bath after the water's been drained out and you get to see all the dirt that's sort of hung around in the bath because sometimes that's quite satisfying as well, just seeing the grit yeah. there and then seeing the bath cleaned again. That's a, I suppose you'd also want to see the clean dog. Yeah, but I'm, I'm really here for the for the filth. I think the what the abject filth of the dirty bathwater.
0: And I think what you've just found yourself is a is a uh, a YouTube channel.
1: <sighs> dirty dogs. Um, dirty dogs. YouTube.com backslash dirty dogs and backslash. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> I was trying to remember which one it was, but you're, you're right to pull me up on that. But I had to fight YouTube for the backslash. They didn't want me to use that. <laughs> it's I, not part I of the system. The
0: system can't read the backslash.
1: But they they went into the back end and they rewrote some stuff and now they let me have a backslash. Because uh, that's, that's what it is. And I uh, I get the dirtiest dogs. Yeah. And I, I and I wash them.
0: Do you ever? Do you only find dirty dogs, or do you sometimes game it and you dirty the dogs up yourself?
1: Sometimes I'll see a dog who's almost dirty enough. Yeah. And I'll say, "Listen, I can get you across the line. I can turn this into a compelling narrative if you trust me." And I yeah. look into the dog's eyes and I'd say, "Do you trust me? Do you trust me?" I do. And then, and then I. Um, smear some Vegemite on its back.
0: (laughs) Man, that dog would have loved to lick that Vegemite.
1: I know, but it can't because it's on its back.
0: Yeah, and then what later on? I'm actually a very
1: cruel man. It's
0: also not something that you would get to see really much of at the end of the bath. You know, in a left and down, what do you mean, m- well, you know, oh, yeah, that's true, it kind of dissolves into the water, wouldn't it? Mm. Mm-hmm. so you're not really adding much to the yeah. satisfaction of your videos. It's a journey, yeah, I guess you're going you're learning how to do this,
1: yeah, it's a new business now ups and downs.
0: Should I just take us through to three words from a listener? do you think
1: I mean, I think I've definitely ground this to a halt. that's cool,
0: that's cool, um all right, well. We got three words from a listener, Andy, and
1: this, this, these are... This is the first time I'm hearing of it.
0: Yeah. Well, we got listeners, and they can support us on Patreon, 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 and <laughs> um, this one comes from a listener called Jerry Dell. Yes. Judici, or G- Geodice. Geodice.
1: <laughs> That's... It is. You're right. J- J- I've never thought about how I would pronounce that, and I'm glad I'm not in the situation of having to do that. But Jerry, it's so wonderful.
0: Have you have you read Jerry's name before?
1: Yeah, we're friends on Twitter. Yeah, well, big fan of of Jezza. Uh, yeah, on the, I, w- on the I mean, tea train.
0: I want to get this. Um. So, um, let's hang on. Let's get it. And here it is. It's coming. Press play. Don't know if this will turn off our call, but oh.
1: I didn't hear anything. So whatever you're doing, I you're on your own. Yeah. you're having an experience that is truly, your, truly yeah, unique. And it's not happening. It's not giving That's me okay. what I want.
0: Oh man, I'm really um, r- ruining this. It's <laughs> okay. Um, do you want okay, to try and guess mm-hmm. what the first word is?
1: Yeah. Um, I think that the first word is philtrum. filtrum. Filtrum, filtrum, filtrum—that filtrum. little bit between your nose and your and your top lip. No, it's filtrum. not. No, the first oh. word is Martins. M a r t i n s. <gasps>
0: yeah, but apostrophe.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um. Cubic?
0: No. Oh. Judice. Judice. Judice, probably Judice.
1: Wait, now is this the second word or is this you working on the pronunciation yeah. of Jerry's surname?
0: Well, because like the the robot pronouncer on YouTube said, Judice, Judice, like that. But that doesn't feel like wait, Jerry Dell. Giudice. It feels like that's kind of got some deadness to it. So maybe like Jerry Del Gidice or
1: Yeah, I like it.
0: Yeah, Jerry Del Gidice. All right. I'm going to try with that. I'm going to go with that.
1: Still excited to find out what the second word is. Man, if it's not second cubic. word,
0: cubic. <laughs> C- did you say cubic? Cubic. It's not cubic. It's architect.
1: Uh. Martin's architect okay is the third word dad dad dad
0: (laughs) i gotta tell you andy this is one of the closest you've ever been (gasps) conceptually oh it's brother
1: oh oh, oh, oh. (laughs) yes this is interesting this is a fascinating crossing of the streams it's a Mm. moment in which universes collide uh, and um, the characters from uh, the the Martin and Jerry Side Tank podcast, the bonus episodes from Patreon, mm. are dragged into the reality of the Two in the Think Tank mainstream podcast. So many people listening to this would not be familiar with Martin and Jerry.
0: Well, they might know them from Magma. If anybody's seen Magma, but
1: but there would be many, I believe, who who haven't seen that. Who, sure. Who, haven't seen those guys uh, we, those guys we, live. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But I believe, um I believe oh, this is them coming through the door right now. Hang on. Um uh someone someone's coming. It's 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 Jerry, Jerry Roberts. Hello, yes, hello, I'm Jerry Roberts. Oh. I'm um oh. I'm engineer and um Oh imagineer Wait, and somebody's and, uh,
0: somebody's coming in through show. through my door. Oh, it's my wife. Thanks wa- so much for coming on, Jerry. It's that's my wife. Hello, <laughs> Alistair. This is me, your wife. Oh, my Wait, I, love wait you. I recognize
1: that voice. Yeah. You're, you're Martin's wife? Well.
0: No, I'm Alistair's wife.
1: Uh, uh, oh, <laughs> Alistair's <laughs> wife. I've got some serious thinking to do. Anyway, um, thanks, Jerry. Bye. Um, uh, but Martin and Jerry are, are engineers, and um, so Ma- do we- it. it they they have a problem with architects because um, they uh, they are concerned so much with form. When, That's right. Uh, engineers are much more concerned with function and whether or not things, yeah. are functional. So um, I think Martin's uh, architect brother um, would be somebody who. Uh, well, there'd be a very natural. What what does it um, mean to mar something? Family feud. Mar. Yeah. To um, to inflict upon it negative consequences of some kind, you know, side effects or you know, a mar. uh, mar I was stabbed in the eye with a chopstick today. It really marred what would have otherwise been a very enjoyable um, jacuzzi. Would you
0: say that a mar tin is basically an old style can of whoopass?
1: I, well, I would say maybe even a can of worms, but uh, yes, uh, a Martin. <laughs> I'm going to open up a a Martin or on a, your a,
0: rear end. Going to open up a can of whoopass or a Martin on your rear end. Yeah. Uh, mm. So
1: I y- think uh, a can of worms and a can of whoopass. Yeah. It's interesting that they're both available in cans. Yeah, and do worms, um,
0: do worms, can they live in a can without air?
1: It's a really good question. I don't think that they would be able to. I think they'd be dead.
0: Well, I know I b- once um, bought somebody a box of worms, but they kind of like had like worm seeds in there. <laughs> it was like, you know, like... Worm seed. Like sort of like, you know, it was like mostly worms, like in their very like early stages.
1: Mmm, larvae. Larvae. Yeah, sure. But you know, like how um, flies
0: will be like a worm type thing? They'll be like maggots when they're mm. in their larval form. Mm. Do worms have a like maggot form where they're like a smaller type of worm before they become a big worm?
1: And then they go into a cocoon and then they come out um, as a slightly bigger worm. Mm. Uh, I couldn't tell you. Don't uh, I haven't studied the life cycle of the worm, um, and whether or not they uh, they gestate in a can, or, or or indeed whether they um they mourn their dead. Isn't it pretty? Am- no, isn't it pretty amazing though that a creature
0: that is like a mammal or something, let's say a mammal, in a way starts out as a single celled organism, and then. Mm and then grows from there to become a mammal so in a way it kind of goes through the whole it doesn't go through the whole evolutionary cycle but in a way it kind of goes through the evolutionary cycle
1: well you de- but you see the evolutionary history in some ways mm. in the in the growth of the the embryo to a fetus don't you you see the um, you know there's a period there where we do have like a tail basically yeah and all this sort of stuff we look a- quite fishy yeah, quite fish-like. Yeah, sometimes even a and bit,
0: then a bit lizardy. No, not quite lizard, but you know what I mean. Yeah, can, like, like it like so But it's
1: like how if you want to, if you've forgotten an idea, right? You had it. Remember, you had an idea for a joke, and you've forgotten it. You have got to try go back and find like, oh, what was the first? Wh- where did that idea come come from? You know, if you every time you build a new person, you've got to try and remember how to build them. You're like, oh. How did I get to building a person? Oh, that's right. I was a tadpole type thing. Mm. Uh, yeah. And then uh, put some legs on it. You know, you've got to go through the whole thing to work out where you're up to now. Yeah. All our history is there inside us. And all this bit where it's you very don't. very
0: profound. All this bits where you don't even have a heart. I guess you don't in need the, a in heart. In
1: the development. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Do you think it's just holding us back, the heart? Well,
0: I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, that there's you know.
1: So we don't. Well, you said we don't need a heart. Well, I said there's bits. It sounds like dead where we weight to it. me. You well,
0: know, It could be. Well, I suppose you wouldn't need a heart if you could expose all your cells to oxygen. Oh,
1: this is really good. It might be possible to do away with the heart entirely if we just lived, if we were just extremely flat. Mm. We could have the same number of cells that we have now. Mm. But instead of being arranged in a three-dimensional object, they're just spread out on a sheet of glass.
0: Yeah. You know what? I was thinking on a sheet of glass as well.
1: Mm. And, yeah. And Exposed people, people, to the atmosphere.
0: Yeah. People could just carry around or we could just slide around using mind control.
1: Oh, well, I think we'd be quite big. Yeah, no, know, we I would I think be. once you spread us out to that, that thin... Yeah, um, we'd probably cover several kilometers. You think so? And I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna cover. I think there's gonna be a fair amount uh, no, of but, surface area.
0: But maybe, maybe we would become less wide if we. Obviously, we can make ourselves. You know, do that. But what if we kind of created like little ridges, like a heat sink?
1: Oh yeah. You know, okay. so that we
0: could build up little single-celled thick walls that allow us to Mm. use up more.
1: We could sort of become a bit more like a corrugated cardboard or something like that. Yeah. Just the corrugations.
0: Yeah, or like, you know, if we created a honeycomb-type lattice.
1: (laughs) Oh, okay, (laughs) yeah.
0: You know, if we... (laughs) Yeah, if we got ourselves a bit more of a honeycomb type la- type mm. lattice, then we could also mm. have creatures grow inside us, or you know, cocoon somewhere there, or larval. Well, we could have. I mean, why eat? not
1: just have bees? You know, um, living in the honey in the, in is the nice. Gaps. I love honey. Putting the honey in there. I mean, that could be how we get our food. It's going to be hard. Otherwise, if we're just a flat sheet of cells, how are we going to eat? But hmm. if the if we become a honeycomb type organism, this is actually. This is a very good idea for an organism. It's a living honeycomb. Okay? Yeah. And what it does is it grows in such a way that it provides the perfect habitat for bees. Uh it has these hexagonal compartments that they can put their honey and their whatever in. But they but it doesn't it, and it, and it just absorbs a bit of the glucose from the honey to get its sustenance and therefore to grow larger mm. i think this is a very good idea it could even be a new type of organism, uh, organism new type of alien or i something think a like new that, type of man who, who it is a colony it's like a walking ant colony or wa- walking termite mound
0: well think about this what if it's a person mm. who's like their doctors tell them their heart is dying mm. and they're like well and there's anything you can do doc and the doc of course western medicine you know what they're like they go. Oh. They go. Nothing. It's a bunch
1: of nerds. A bunch of squares. <laughs> nothing we yeah. can do.
0: There's no creativity. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Imagine that yeah. thinking is nothing. <laughs> or you couldn't spread me out like a ladder, <laughs> like like a <laughs> like a honeycomb lattice, and let me live with all my cells exposed to the oxygen, so that I can live without a heart.
1: I'm going to tell you this right now, Alistair. Yeah. You, do, you don't even need to spread somebody out like that. What you need to do is just drill a bunch of holes through their chest, yeah. really close together, sort of all through the heart yeah. and lung area. You allow the air to get straight in there, into the lungs, right? Without the, you know, so their, hearts and, their heart and their lungs are dying. And so you've drilled a whole bunch of holes. The air goes straight into the lungs, so we don't need the throat yeah it's always ridiculous to have it come in through a little pipe when it could just come in through lots of holes in the chest, and also you allow um bees to uh to to live live in the in holes, there, yeah in the holes, yeah, and so they come in they make their honey, and then you can and absorb they push air in that glucose straight into the bloodstream, they push air in, maybe we even let some termites go in running through the veins they'll carry. Uh, sugar I imagine deep mm. into the body and and deliver it to the cells oh. that need it the most if you just had a whole honey like even if you let's say you still had
0: a heart and lungs that worked <laughs> um, but you replaced right. your stomach like or at least you, you opened up your stomach and just let a bees beehive be in there
1: oh <laughs> yes you know and then
0: bees can just enter your chest you know whenever mm. they want um and stuff like that that would remove all the need to eat
1: the night na- i'll tell you what would be the perfect little inlet and outlet a what? little navel cuz the bees when they go into the hive mm. they just go into a tiny little hole that's true so we just open up the navel and we let them go in there
0: i would like to be able build to block their up hi- uh,
1: their their combs i'd
0: like to be able to block up the food pipe though the one that goes from my neck um the neck to my to my stomach like that Block that up. Never get indigestion again.
1: And never risk choking as well.
0: Never risk choking. Well, I mean, I still have my air hole that could still be blocked, but I probably wouldn't be putting food in there anymore. Exactly. Could be pretty cool. I think
1: it's a good, I think it's a good plan, you know, and we can this way we can entwine the well-being of man with the well-being of bees, you know. Yeah. it's it, Which, you know, always we've been connected But because the connection has been indirect, it's been easy for people to take bees for granted. Now we are cutting out the middle man and indeed the middle of the man Mm. in order to um, make ourselves a habitat for God's bee. God's, God's tiniest creature. God's bee. The bee.
0: God's bead. Um. Look, I also think that this living honeycomb person who can live heartless on a on a pane of glass. Yeah. Right, now that they've they say <laughs> they say that the doctors told them that they would never live after their heart died, but they've proved them <laughs> yeah. wrong. And now but they now they they've just found that the world the world has made it difficult for them to live because they haven't made it you know, the world isn't made really for person a person who lives on a pane of glass. Sure. And then we could see their quests to make, it, to make life, you know, easier for themselves. They could probably drive around on the back of one of those cars that has that thing.
1: Carries sheets of glass. Carries
0: <laughs> sheets of glass. Or they could be, yeah. you know, maybe eventually they could be, Added to the to the Pope mobile as one of the sheets of bulletproof glass that the Pope <laughs> is, that encased, is encased is like encased in.
1: But the Pope is then using them as a human shield.
0: Yeah, but they've got the Pope has got bodyguards. This is this person is now just one of the Pope's bodyguards.
1: Can I just check? Is this the real Pope or is this the Penis Pope?
0: <laughs> um. I think it's the I think it's the real one, but you know I don't know if I would be able to tell the, the difference between the two. <laughs> I would have to wait till the end of one of his speeches, <laughs> um, and yes. so you, and you probably wouldn't see that on the first day. So you would you would have to really take the job, drive him to mm. a speech, and then wait to the end and find out which one he mm. is.
1: Mm. <laughs> Both equally um, important jobs.
0: Well, one brings so much joy into people's lives and gives them hope. And then the other one is the regular Pope.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. I think the f- most fun bit would be when he ejaculates, see the little hat shoot off. <laughs> That's true,
0: yeah. I mean, or tumble
1: to, off. Yeah, tumble off. Or just mm. or just
0: get lifted slightly and then see the ooze pour down his face. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then one of them is the regular Pope. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can see it coming a million miles away, Alistair. But, God, it's a fun format.
0: What is? That joke. Oh, yeah, it really is, isn't it? You know, I've realized that... I
1: mean, one of them you can see coming a million miles away, and then one of them (laughs) is the regular Pope. (laughs)
0: You know, I've realized that, you know, like, joke formats that you just keep, you've kind of internalized and you just use every time you encounter that scenario in life. Yes. You could... You could purposefully do that with with joke formats that you really like. Just kind of work your way through them. Because I have realized there's some joke formats that I really like, but I don't quite understand enough. And I'm mm. thinking about just trying to figure them out and then try to internalize it and figure out the scenarios in which it's used so that I could just have another joke format Ready, accessible.
1: I mean, I'm putting you on the spot here, Alistair, But can you think of one off the top of your head as an example of that that you don't? The
0: trouble is, is that I do have the joke format off the top of my head, but I can't tell you exactly the joke. But there was a couple of examples. One was um, Sarah Silverman had one, and the other one was um, that Scottish guy, Kevin. Kevin, Scottish guy.
1: I don't know.
0: Um, like, I don't know. Yeah, I'll there. I'll load there. Scott, Kevin. Can you give
1: me any
0: Kevin Bridges? Okay. And he did a version, and it's like a oh man, I'm not going to describe this well. It's it's basically a joke where you are about to give you're giving two you're seeming like you're about to give two parameters right mm. and the first parameter you give sounds like it's the low one but oh. but then yes but then in the when you give the second parameter it makes you realize that that was the high one
1: yeah that's a, i i think i understand yeah, yeah. so
0: I don't know, like, it's like saying, you know, oh, I met, like, this is not a funny joke, but this is like, you know, oh, I met a guy the other day. He was somewhere between, you know, four foot ten and three foot ten. I don't know. This is not a joke in yeah. any way, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um
1: I reckon you can absolutely master that. I matter.
0: think I might be able to master it. I don't know why I've had this conversation on the podcast with you. <laughs> this is not think, something. That's I think,
1: interesting. Yeah, I think it's a fascinating glimpse into the
0: mind a, like, of a psychopath. The kind of,
1: the, but the kind of conversations that we would just normally have—yeah, <laughs> very normal. Alistair has a lot of aspirational comedy conversations.
0: Yeah, it's true. It's true. Anyway, and this is what happens. You know, I start to get tired, and I, yeah. and I all oh, my inner truths come out. This is who I really am. But I'm just. Uh...
1: I think we've done it now. I think we've done the episode.
0: All right. Well, let's take people through. Can I
1: just do a quick plug and let people know that there are tickets available now to our live episode of the Pop Test at the Melbourne Podcast Festival. On on August the 1st of August of this year of our Lord 2021. Mm-hmm. And and from and from, and from I'll the, try from, and put a link down below.
0: And from the, the pressure from the panic that we can feel, even just through the emails from our producer, um, it feels like the tickets aren't really moving, but we I don't <laughs> well, and think it'll be okay, yeah, yeah. So if you feel like coming. Uh, it would be lovely. All right. I'll take us through the sketch ideas for today. Um, but also, Sands Pants said that their tickets aren't moving. And they got a way bigger audience than us. So oh, knows? man. Wow. Well. Um, so, uh, okay. Sketches for today. We got Pressure and Pavarotti arranger. So, this is a person who mostly, they uh, as a musician, they are, are an arranger. But they mostly arrange the amount of pressure in the room and the location of Pavarotti in that room, in order to uh, to change to modulate the music, right? He oh, Pavarotti just sings one note, and then they change the amount of pressure, and I suppose the air, and maybe what what types of gases are there, so he could p- yeah put in helium.
1: This is going to really take a toll on Pavarotti's and the audience's
0: <laughs> lungs metabolism. Because I think the if body. you body some of those heavier gases mm-hmm. that make you sing lower, um. I think they can actually damage your, yeah, damage your lung. But, you know, I guess that's part of it's the price of art. Um, Absolutely. Then we got speed dressage race. So that's the the sideways walking horses uh, that you see in dressage. You know what would
1: be a great mm-hmm. business service to provide? Yeah, Andy? Death planning. It's somebody who will curate for you mm. the perfect death. We have wedding planners Yeah We have party planners Well, I think now that We even have funeral planners But we don't have anybody who plans the moment of death itself That's right I can't think of anything more important That's true And
0: now that assisted suicide stuff is coming in Mm. You know, I mean Exactly Eventually, like people will be more okay with it And death planning might be more okay You can have a party You can, you know, they could set up, Mm. I guess (laughs) scaffolding and things like that for, you know, depending on how high you want to do it. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's not fall off. It's, eh? No. (laughs) Um, No, but I'm just saying, like, it's you get to choose the way in which you do it, right? It's not.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's That's what they're offering.
0: Hey, hey, here's the thing, Andy. If you had to die from falling (laughs) from a great height, would you rather fall from a great height onto the ground or would you like to fall from the ground into a really deep hole?
1: (laughs) You know what? Initially I thought it was going to be fall onto the land because I'd enjoy the view, but then I would be able to see the ground coming up and I think that would weigh on my mind.
0: Yeah, that's true. In the darkness.
1: I mean, the weightlessness that you experience is only physical. Your mind experiences a great weight. That's true. But in the impending doom. In the darkness. If I was falling into a dark hole and I couldn't see it coming,
0: your mind might have the same lightness as your body. Exactly. Oh, that could be good.
1: (laughs) That's a really, (laughs) really good question, Alistair. (laughs) (laughs) Or. Here's another one. Yeah. Would you like to be fired up from the earth, launched vertically, yeah, and then splat onto onto something, yeah, <laughs> a yeah. platform high in the air.
0: Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Was that two options or was that?
1: No, that that's that's one option. So you. Oh it's right. It's you. It's like falling yeah. from the sky down, but you're being shot from the ground up. And smashing into something that they, um, you know, maybe a, something yeah, that's hovering.
0: Sure, sure, sure. And and here's there the, is a kind of another option there, because would you rather be, let's say, shot upwards by a cannon and then you fall down mm. and hit the ground, yeah, right, splat on the ground, or would you rather they just point the cannon towards the ground and it just shoots you <laughs> directly onto the ground, <laughs> <laughs> splat straight away.
1: <laughs> would you be rather, rather be fired the equivalent distance horizontally, so that you crash into a wall? Yeah, that's a, that's a good
0: one. The wall would feel worse to die. I'd like to, I think, because I think, I don't know, I think it's nice to have that gravity behind you when you're hitting the ground. I like, think you know... it'd
1: be quite exciting. Whipping along, basically at ground level, mm. <laughs> shooting past people. Yeah, your family who are walking and stuff like about that. their business. Yeah, I mean, I understand that you're going to fall downwards as well. That's just the nature of trajectories. Yeah, but maybe we could we could work this out. In some way. <gasps> maybe Such a like... nice
0: way to do it would be to be shot up into the air, really high up into the air, and then you land into like this gelatinous goo and you just suffocate in there.
1: <laughs> That's what I want. Well, <laughs> I think really best of both worlds is being fired up into the air at a slight angle. And then your trajectory is planned in such a way that you then go down into a hole in the ground. Oh yeah. And then at a certain depth in the ground, you die, right? But yeah. You don't see that bit coming and yeah. then they just fill it in.
0: Oh, that would be cool. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a really deep hole for them to fill in. If you're falling,
1: but I mean, I mean, I suppose there could be other people being shot into the same hole, right? And they fire yeah. in, you know, a couple of thousands. That would be quite a <laughs> they, they, quite a thing for they, it. They just put a plug on it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um. Well. All right. I'll take us through the rest of the sketches. Uh, but that's <laughs> I've put that all under death planning.
1: Anyway, we're doing well. Yeah, Don't worry I mean, about us. <laughs> I mean, Al, Al is so busy.
0: I'm so He's busy. He's so I'm busy, about, and I'm he is, add this podcast, and then go do some other. He is
1: constantly taking on more work oh, as well.
0: Not anymore. Not well. Yeah, I did yesterday, but
1: <laughs> didn't you say you're gonna gonna direct Carly's Fridge Festival show?
0: Yeah, I did, but but I that was already work that I had thought that I had accepted, and then I'd found out that. I'd put it in such a way that i made it seem like I said no. And that's... So I was just correct. I was always righting or wrong. Okay. So, yeah, that was... But, you know...
1: Did you actually take on more work yesterday?
0: Well, there was just that I entered that competition. Oh, that application. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that application to do more work. Yeah.
0: So, um... You boy! All right, let's take us through the sketch ideas. Uh, we got speed dressage—that's the sideways running, but this, but w- which we think eventually will, you know, breeders won't be able to help um, selecting for more sideways style horses.
1: <laughs> really, really excited to see what horses start to look like yeah. in a few generations. Absolutely, um, walking exclusively sideways.
0: And then we've got high-heeled horseshoes for for female horses Mm. Um,
1: lengthen lengthen the thigh
0: yeah but i think you know we think that that's wrong but that's just something it's probably the sketch idea is kind of it's in the history of what female horses had to overcome Uh, sexism
1: allows you you oh i just said it in the past we can say that it's a it's drawing attention to the issues. Mm,
0: it's the same well it's it... when
1: really we just want to see horses wearing high heels.
0: I mean, yeah, for for us for us that's what it's about. But but really we can we can talk about how how did we overcome so many gender issues in the horse world? Mm. but we have so much work to do here in the regular world. I'm so, uh, so human centric for me to call this the regular world. I apologize. Um, then we have uh, a summer glove, a sexy two or three piece <laughs> made of lycra.
1: <laughs> and nice.
0: Of course, that led to us thinking about all I think the body it has parts. It
1: has a little strap that you tie up behind the finger.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right, that you can undo and. Mm. It, <laughs> And then it could be quite saucy. Yeah, because then, you know, to, to the to the uninitiated, when you're, you know, people who don't see the inside of your palm, they might just think you've tied things around your finger to remember something.
1: No, 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 no. No? Yeah, I mean, but that's not really what's happening.
0: Oh, right, right, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. And then we've got little religious garments for... Uh, Mm. For for the penis. Mm. Um, And that this... uh, I mean, I forgot. I guess I didn't write down that this is Pope penis. um, Penis Pope. Yeah.
1: That's okay.
0: Yeah, that's okay. And then we got glory holes, but for other businesses. Haircuts and aged care. (laughs) Um, Flower arranging. Flower arranging. Things like that, which... There's a, the element just then It's just rung a bell that maybe we have done that idea before, but, um, that's cool. Um, then we've got...
1: We did it again.
0: L- then we've got l- living h- honeycomb person, which is a heartless person who had some, well, it was a person with a heart who had some heart troubles and, do- and doctors, Western medicine doctors. <laughs> <So> there's <laughs> nothing that they could do. And,
1: uh... I can. But, you know... uh, So willing uh, to give up. Northern medicine.
0: So willing to give up The ancient
1: northern medicine. Yeah. um,
0: When, you know, alternative medicine people are very happy to keep taking your money. Mm, Um, That's right. Scoop you out. Then we got honey... Turn you into a colony. We got honeycomb guts. That's... That's... it's just a person who realized that you can just have a colony of bees in your stomach, and that honey will sustain you, and all you got to do is just, right. you know, be happy to live alongside the bees. Bees in the belly. Bees in the belly. Imagine that if you went. To, you had to do a show, and you go, "Oh, I have got butterflies in my stomach." Stomach, and then they're gonna start having war. It's like an invasive species in your belly. With the bees in the belly. With the be- bees in the belly. Mm. I don't know what, what a fight True between that. a butterfly and a bee would look like. Who do you think would win?
1: The bee. A single bee? Absolutely, the bee. Yeah. Butterflies have got no means of killing. As as I know I'm that aware. they can eat bark, I think. I know, off well, of birch you show me a bee that's made out of bark, and then maybe we've got a fight on our hands. Yeah.
0: But you know why b- bees and fly the way they do? They flutter like that? Why? Well, it's an irregular movement that makes them difficult to predict how they how they move. So it makes them more difficult. You mean butterflies? The, what did I say? Bees. I thought I was talking about butterflies, yeah.
1: Yeah, but you said bees.
0: Oh, boy. I guess we'll have to agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we got death planning. So we've done it, Andy. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Thank you so much, Alistair.
1: Thank you so much for listening to Two in the Think Tank. We like that you do that thing. And please remember that there are tickets available to our uh, po- live episode of the Pop Test. You can see it's our first ever live podcast that we've done together, Alastair. First ever. So I think that's quite momentous. Yeah,
0: we've never done a live two in the Think Tank.
1: No. All these other podcasts
0: be. are so willing to cash in, but we're we're actually not sure that we think our audience might be too spread around the the world and not concentrated we'll enough find in out. Melbourne.
1: Um, so thank you for everything. You can find me at stupid old Andy,
0: and you can find me at Alister TB. You can find us at Two and Tank, both on Twitter and on Instagram. I got to post something on Instagram. I haven't posted something on Instagram for ages,
1: but I do I haven't posted anything on Twitter for ages.
0: I do use it sometimes to converse with uh, with listeners. You know who I've been conversing with sometimes? Who? Uh, Patreon supporter poo poo bum bum man.
1: Poo poo bum Man Poo poo bum bumman. Love it. Yeah. Love your work. Absolutely. Um, and thank you to Poo Poo. And thank and you to everyone. You know what I found
0: out from Poo Poo Bum Bum Man? That one time what? I was at a skate park in Castle, Maine with my, probably at the time, two-year-old son. And uh, Poo Poo Bum, Bum Bum Man was there hanging out with their friends.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but they didn't approach you. That's very, yeah. very restrained.
0: Yeah, it was very, it, was, it was very respectful. I mean, also, I'm okay with people approaching me. So, um, oh, me too. Yeah,
1: come to my house <laughs> <laughs> and, and uh, we and we love, love you. you. Bye. Goodbye. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.